Welcome to Escaping Purgatory, a podcast where we rewatch Supernatural, then talk it through in the hopes we can finally escape this show. Join us each week, leave comments on upcoming episodes, and together we can escape Supernatural Purgatory. Hello. Hiya. We are back. Oh, I, I mean, we said each week, but we're actually changing it, aren't we? To every other week, but that's okay. That's true. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I guess we should say something about that. It's like, um, I don't know what you want to say about it. I guess just due to our own scheduling conflicts, we're putting out episodes every other week for a little bit. Um, it might stay like that depending on how well we go, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we still like we still like doing this. We still want to give you like mm-hmm. episodes. So it's just with our with our timing, which just has to be every other week. Yeah, which, I mean, I hope people are understanding, and I, I know a lot of podcasts do that. I think we put out really long episodes, too. <laughs> we do. <laughs> um, we can talk. Yeah, that's one thing I've discovered doing this is like, yeah, I don't shut up, do I? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you, you know, you get in a groove and you just have to keep keep have to go in with your point and as much as some of our points probably don't really go anywhere <laughs> they need to be expressed <laughs> i need to put it out there i just need people to know how i feel about this particular show <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully you know not be so angry at it but uh, we'll see <laughs> yeah i don't know and on reflection, I mean, we're already going on a tangent here, so we might as well go with it. Um, I don't know if my anger is fading, um, because I thought it was for a bit. Like, I had a little, like, reflection on, do I care about Supernatural anymore? <laughs> <laughs> and then they cancelled the Winchesters, and I was like, I do care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm mad about that, actually. Even though I didn't I didn't know that. It. Did you not know? No, I didn't know they cancelled it. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I don't think they got the viewership that they wanted. Yeah. Well, there's a campaign at the moment to hashtag Save the Winchesters. Mm-hmm. So people are on it. I think they're hoping they will get picked up. Um, yeah. I mean, if you've missed all of this, yeah. So Jens Powell video basically saying like we want to save this show and put it somewhere else. So. Mm. They have other... I think they said they have five seasons that they want to do. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That makes sense as to why, like, Misha pushes the um, Gotham Knights every week. Like, I'm, I'm on his text line. Yeah. And every week you'd get a text message saying, like, hey, go watch Gotham Knights. And I'm like... Yeah, sure, I'll do that. <laughs> well, the CW are cancelling everything other than reality shows at the moment because it's cheaper than paying writers to write scripts. Yes, yeah, that's so, probably what it is, isn't it? Yeah, I forgot about the writer strike. Mm. Yeah, and they've been going in that direction for a while, I feel. So I think they dropped, as far as I know, so yeah, the Winchesters and Walker Independence has also been dropped. Mm. And there was something else as well. But yeah, so it's everything's coming like every all the scripted shows, um, and that's just the way things are going, right? They're, it, people they're, don't want to pay people for their labor, so 
sucks. This got political real quick. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's really frustrating. Mm -hmm. Though, I mean, I I still haven't finished the Winchester, as I said that I would last time we recorded. Um, So I'm still, like, quite far behind. But I guess we're... We're not here to talk about the Winchesters at the moment. We are here to talk about my bloody Valentine. Yes. I was just going to call it Bloody Valentine. I couldn't remember the name of this episode for a second there. (laughs) Yeah. We're on season five, episode 14. And this is a doozy. I've watched this one a few times. Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm not surprised that you watched it a few times. It is your boy. Written (laughs) by your boy. (laughs) Mr. Ben Edlund. Yeah, it's got his little fingerprints all over this episode, really. He does, it does, yeah. yeah. It's directed by Mac- Mike Roll. Mm-hmm. I really liked what he did with this episode, actually. I thought visually it was very, very, like... It's quite striking, actually. Some of the, like, the framing of their faces and stuff. Mm-hmm. like, And also, you know, the implication of a n- naked Cupid. <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I like this episode. It it feels dark and gritty yes. without almost being dark and gritty. Does that make sense? Yeah, it had the, the like you said, the feel of it. Like the, the opening scene mm-hmm. was really visceral yeah. without really being visceral, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I appreciated that. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want to see it. The implication is enough. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. This, this, this is the only time that I appreciate it being on the CW because mm-hmm. on HBO we would have seen the bodies after. That's true. Yeah, we would have seen everything, and I don't need to i don't need that visual i don't need it (laughs) the the description was enough like yeah 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 i guess we can jump into it yeah let's do it sounds good so the recap is the introduction of war and how they killed war or got rid of war i don't Mm -hmm. know if they really killed him uh by removing his finger with the ring on it um we also have war like taunting sam with the about you know the demon blood mm-hmm. um we have parts of the real ghostbusters where dean is like ranting about how the supernatural story is not good like it's actually really <laughs> it's not fun it's not entertaining yeah then we have a lot from sam interrupted where dean is saying you know i have to save everybody and the doc is like well how can you do that and he's like well i'm just you know and then he admits being tired from mm. abandon all hope and then we cut to the episode like now mm-hmm. and we see this man and lady and they're obviously concluding a date mm-hmm. and they're kind of cutely awkward right yeah it's you, you get the vibe that it's like it's definitely their first date right yes and they maybe haven't been like dating for a while or like maybe they this is like the first time they've ever been on a date with someone it's like cute Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it's really really quite adorable um and they like have like a sweet goodnight kiss and then it gets a little bit more intense and then gets more and more intense and they sort of take it inside and they're making out quite 
vigorously uh, <laughs> up against her. I guess it's her house. Yeah, yeah. I think it's her house. Um, by the fridge, and she then like bites his neck, mm-hmm. like not like a cute, playful "ha ha, I just bit you." No, like a full like I'm tearing a piece of your flesh off of you kind yeah. of bite <laughs> and it's like he doesn't mind it either because he does the same thing to her mm-hmm. and then they just sort of start biting at each other and like get quite into it yeah. um like like we said very ris- visceral there's a lot of blood everywhere it's kind of gross well it's not kind of gross it is gross, <laughs> gross. <laughs> i think my favorite line from this is where he, he said like says russell and alice Mm -hmm. and russell says uh i respect the crap out of you right now as they're like getting naked (laughs) i agree that's a great line yeah (laughs) i think because they were clearly like i don't think either of them were going into that situation thinking they were gonna like have sex so no he was trying to be like all respectful and like nice and then yeah because of this whole thing the situation Uh, it's a good it I, i like it a lot it's a good opening um to the episode very zombie like yum 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 yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> so um of course like sam and dean come to investigate this and so we get them talking to her roommate and she found what was left <laughs> of these people um she's like Oh yeah, this is the worst bit where he's like, I think Alice is already dead, um, but Russell was still sort of cheering a little bit. (laughs) It's nasty. Um, So, like, they ask sort of typical questions, like, were they acting weird before this happened? And she's like, no, not really. Like, Alice was very, what you would call, like, straight-laced, I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, it didn't drink, never swore, like, just very nice. Oh, she had a promise ring. So, yeah, nothing weird. And then Sam and Dean, like, meet back up again at their motel room and they sort of talk, you know, Sam's got food, that's why they split up. And when Dean asks, he's like, well, there's nothing, I can't find anything, like, no EMF, no sulfur. Um, they both thought it was going to be demons, which makes sense, like, apocalypse. Yeah. Like, maybe de- maybe demons possess these two people that ate each other, like, for kicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Demons are weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then Dean went to the coroner's office to go like see the bodies, and he's just like, it was—it was bad for Dean because he's like rubbing his eyes, like he visually wants to get <laughs> the image out of them. Yeah, um, and so yeah, he basically—they basically ate each other. Um, mm-hmm. And then like. So Sam then makes a comment of like, okay, well, we're done for the day. Like, go unleash the Kraken. (laughs) (laughs) Which, because it's Valentine's Day. um, He's like, oh, you know, it's your favorite holiday, Dean. What do you call it? Unattached Drifter Christmas. (laughs) Um, And Dean's just like, yeah, I don't, no, I don't really fancy like going out and meeting women tonight. And Mm -hmm. It's the whole thing. Like, Sam makes it a whole thing. Um, he does. You know, like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, the, the thing that he says 
says is really kind of demeaning, but also kind of true. It's like, what? That's when a dog doesn't eat. That's when you know something's really wrong. Remarkably patronizing concern, duly noted. Nothing's wrong. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> it's true, right? I mean, Dean's not acting, I guess, like himself, but... I would argue that Dean hasn't acted like himself, I say in quotation marks, since he came back from hell. This is very true. Yeah. So I'm not sure why Sam is like particularly picking up on it now. I mean, I know it's for the episode to make a big deal out of like, where's your wine, women and... I mean, Dean's still drinking here. He's still having a beer. Mm -hmm. He's just And he's eating. He's just not... Going out and having sex with women, so that's true. I guess mm. <laughs> the way that I was looking at it is like, well, he's already found his true love. Like, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, why would you go on the town when you know that you know you can't get close to the the person that you truly love? Okay, or like are at least attracted to because yeah. They make the whole point of like Dean not being interested in going out and like seeing women, and then spends the whole episode <laughs> basically <laughs> with Cass. But fine, um, with Cass and worried about Cass, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I just feel like his relationship with Cass just puts all his other trysts, I guess, and relationships in a different light when you rewatch the show. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's in- it is interesting. So they just continue working then, Dean stays in the motel. So we've cut to this guy in an office and he's working late um, and it's like constantly like checking his phone as he's working and his co-worker is like, <laughs> like <laughs> check, checking on your lady, your lady checking on you. Um, yeah. So this guy, he's constantly checking his phone, he's being, like bothered by his co-worker to basically get his work finished where he's too busy like looking out for his lady friend and... He makes the comment that like he only just met this woman, so why is he so obsessed with her? Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, she turns up. <laughs> First of all, and I know this is kind of mean, but also like, I feel like it needs to be said. This woman is extremely attractive, and this guy is just like a very average-looking guy. Did you not think that? <laughs> yeah, no, I felt the same way. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was. Cupid was being very kind to that man. Yeah, I mean, fine. <laughs> but, like, that, that's absolutely fine. You find attractive who you find attractive. But, yeah, he was punching above his weight, as they, as they say. For sure. But she turns up, like, mascara, like, streaked down her face. Um, she's, just, she's like, where, you know, where were you? We can't be apart. And eventually, I guess, because they're so obsessed with each other, she shoots him and then shoots herself i think that's what happens in that one so she shoots she says that she can't like you can't choose work over me so she shoots the mm-hmm. co-worker yes and then she co- shoots her like now that we're going to be separated because of prison <laughs> so she kills herself and then yeah i guess hands the gun over to him and like shoots him mm-hmm. he shoots himself yeah. it's really confusing like this yeah. whole yeah i feel like no, I, I was like, I, I don't know if this is this one was a, a good example of how because I'm, like, I'm gonna like spoilers. I like how famine works in this way. Like, I guess the obsession thing 
it, it kind of is, but they just moved this to lead into the, like, the Cupid bit. It didn't, like, feel the same as the... I don't know. It's be, I think it's because all the other examples in the ep, in this episode are people, like, actually consuming something. Yeah. The, there was kind of, like, a throwaway line of, like... The, I think it's Cass who says it. Something like, the need for love. Mm. So that's kind of where this kind of is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I agree with you. The the example of famine in this doesn't doesn't really work. Yeah, because I hadn't watched this one in a while, and I almost expected her to like start eating him in front of his coworker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, then she just like shoots him. So it 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 does work. Like yeah, I guess the obsession kind of thing is is a type of famine hunger for someone mm-hmm. else. Yeah. So maybe it's hunger for attention. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. That makes sense. So like maybe that. it's it's that instead. Mm. But it, it doesn't really lend itself to the like double suicide though. Mm. Not really. I don't know, it was just a wi- it was just a, a I don't know, it just didn't feel as uh, cohesive, I think, as the other examples of like Cassie Ying and the the mm-hmm. two at the beginning. Um, but it does get Sam and Dean to investigate and they um, go back to the like medical center and they talk to the coroner again, um, who is this like sweet old guy. <laughs> yes, he's like my favorite character in this entire, like, yeah, this entire episode. Yeah, he's just like great and he's really sarcastic because uh, he's like, ha you just can't stay away, hey, from you. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, they ask him about the, the people that just came in. And, you know, he, I've got it all set up. Like, you know, have a look at the bodies if you want to. Their good and plenties are already Tupperware. Super. This is a brand new sentence. Yep. Um, <laughs> and he, he leaves them with the bodies. Uh, when he's gone, <laughs> Dean like turns to Sam with one of the hearts and he's like, hey, be my Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> Which you think like no one would ever do this, but um I have done <laughs> heart dissections with children and people get real comfortable real quick with like doing stuff like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess like when it's this like the actual organ outside of the outside of the body i think is mm-hmm. fine but it's when you have to like take it out of the body that where that's where it gets yeah no i agree i agree with you i think that's why people find it weird but during my like degree i had to do some dissections but it's always of like organs like outside the body, like this kind of thing like in tupperware mm-hmm. and um some people were just not okay like <laughs> And we're talking like adults here, like people, well, I guess like early 20s. Yeah. And I fully, we were doing one once, like a sheep's brain. Mm-hmm. And the person next to me, their hand, they had the hand on the scalpel and it was just like shaking so much. And I was That's just like, That's hilarious. Yeah, I just said, like, do you, do you want me to do it? Like, I'll, I'll happily do it. Like, it's fine. Like, just you can, it's fine. Um, 
it's not like we were training to be doctors or anything. So like, they, if they didn't ever want to do this again, they wouldn't have to. So it was right. like taking away their learning experience. But yeah, I, it's really funny because like it doesn't bother me at all. And then to see people who like it's it, no, it's mm-hmm. I, I respect them, but I still say a little bit funny. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor guy. Oh anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then this has got to be one of my favourite scenes in Supernatural, and it's meme to death, and I still love it. Um, <laughs> so Sam notices that both of the hearts have identical marks on them, and he recognises it as a Nokian. So Dean's like, "Oh, okay, I'm going to ring Cass." So he rings him on his phone. I'm doing the action while I'm talking to Annabelle. I just want you all to know that. <laughs> so yeah, so Dean describes where they are. Um, so, you know, he says Cass is Dean, like it's room 31C, basement level, St. James's Medical Center. And then like the camera pans and Cass is like, I'm there now. And he's like, almost nose to nose with Dean. Yeah, I get that. I'm going to hang up now. Right, right. I just, I love it. I, I don't. The thing is, this has happened to everybody, right? Where you've gone to meet a friend and then they're like, oh, I'm just around the corner. And then you see them and they're like, yeah, I can see you. And it's like, okay, right. Yeah, okay. I'm going to hang up now because I can literally <laughs> see you. <laughs> but the, I guess the difference is that usually like, yeah, you're within like seeing distance, but like it's not face to face distance. <laughs> Like, so just the directing in this is so good. Like, the camera pan to cast and then the framing of them so close together. I don't know. It's it's a nice shot. It's good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Cass confirms that the hearts do have a Nokia on and they were made by um, a Cupid. Well, he says, well, what you people call a Cupid. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So um, one, one minor detail that I really loved about this mm-hmm. When Cass is holding the like he holds the heart, puts it down, and he's got his hands are covered in blood. Yeah. He like wipes his hands on the side of the Tupperware to get the blood off. <laughs> I did notice that. Like Yeah. I don't know why I like that detail so much, but I really did. It makes me wonder if that was a Cass like thing or a Misha thing. True. Just that that action of like Yuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> whatever they've made these, I mean, they might have just literally, they probably are like pig's hearts, right? Because they're quite easy to get for stuff mm-hmm. like this. So they probably were like kind of gross. Uh, True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice that as well. It's great. <laughs> so Cass explains that cupids are a lower order of angel, technically a cherub third class. I wish at some point in Supernatural they'd actually explained the hierarchy of angels. Yeah, that would have been nice. Anybody who used to listen to Welcome to Night Vale, that like that phrase hierarchy of angels is instantly like, you're not allowed to discuss the hierarchy of angels. There's like a whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Cass is like, yeah, you know, there's loads of them. There's dozens of them. And Dean's confused. He says... You mean the little flying fat kid in diapers? They're not incontinent. <laughs> <laughs> so they think that Cupid has gone rogue and is now killing couples, which makes sense from what they've seen so far um, in this case. So they go to a restaurant. 
the waitress brings Dean a cheeseburger and Sam gets his normal salad. We've slowly started to see this separation of their food preferences, which is quite mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Um, because they used to just eat the same thing. Yeah. So Cass explains that <laughs> this restaurant is a nexus of human reproduction. <laughs> <laughs> which, if, why is no one named a bar that? <laughs> right? <laughs> It gets worse. Like he says, it's a kind of garden the cupid will come to pollinate. <laughs> and during this exchange, Cass is watching very closely. Dean put sauce on his burger, like mm-hmm. zeroing in. <laughs> and then Dean doesn't eat it. Like he he gets it all ready to eat, and then he's like, you kind of see him like pick it up, and he does that thing where he like turns the burger like to find the best like biting bit, and he's just like, ugh. And puts it down. Mm. And when Sam's like, oh, you're not hungry, Cass then picks up the burger. Then you're not going to finish that. <laughs> I guess if you're watching this the first time, seeing Cass eat was probably more shocking because he's an angel. Like, what's he doing? And I, I also wonder if anybody actually picks up on the fact that he doesn't eat. Because I don't know mm. if they've really been in any situation. Because the last time that we saw... Cass in so, sort of like a normal situation mm-hmm. he was having like drinks with Ellen and Joe and then mm-hmm. drinks with um with Dean in the last Ben Edland episode actually yeah um, <laughs> that man just likes to make Misha eat and drink on camera apparently yeah <laughs> I don't know if it would have registered actually that mm. he hasn't eaten anything that's true, yeah. I wonder what the speculation was at the time. I mean, obviously he's been cut off from heaven, so like may- maybe you could count it as like that he's falling, so getting more human. I don't know. Mm. I mean, it gets answered in this episode in the same place that it's questioned, like why is he eating? Sure. So it's like, no. um, I mean, actually, I think he takes it here, but he doesn't actually eat it because they, they don't get he doesn't get a chance to. I think he just like takes. I'm sure. I think he just takes it. Yeah, yeah, he just takes it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because he spotted the cupid and they go to the back room um <laughs> Cass gets this like weirdly intense look and he's like I have him tethered and then does some <laughs> Enochian spell and the cupid appears hugging Dean um completely naked <laughs> completely naked it's it's fantastic <laughs> yeah it's very good <laughs> So I like how it comes back from the commercial where it's just like, help! <laughs> <laughs> and Cupid's like, oh, help is on the way. Yes, yes. Hello, you. And like, he, this isn't just like a normal like hug. This is a bear hug where you lift him off the ground kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> um, he then does the same thing with Cass. Yeah. And turns to to Sam and says oh look at you and like Sam's like oh no and like backs away and but and he well he doesn't just back away he backs and turns away but then he, the Cupid's like right in front of him and then he yeah. gives him a bear hug that way too is this a fight are we in a fight <laughs> like no Dean it's a hug yeah it's, a hug. it's fine <laughs> you actually give them out quite often mm-hmm mm-hmm <laughs> It's just a hug. Yes, it's a naked man <laughs> hugging you, but it is just a hug. <laughs> so, do cupids 
Have to get vessels? Uh, oh, gosh. Because he says manifest yourself. So I don't think, I think they just have, I don't know. I don't I know. <laughs> I'm going to say no. <laughs> I think. Because um, I, I assume that cupids are always on earth. Like they don't go back to heaven. So maybe mm. they wouldn't need a vessel. But pff, who knows? Who knows? And who's to say that they didn't have like, they, they do need a vessel. Um, mm-hmm. But that vessel just lives forever. That's true. I mean, would a vessel... I think a vessel would live forever if you were an angel, if you decided to just keep it. Yeah, I would think so. I think so. It makes sense. This is their handshake. I don't like it. No one likes it. <laughs> so the Cupid asks them, you know, what can I help with? Like, And they they instantly get hostile again. And he's mm-hmm. like, "What are you? Do- why are you doing this? And he's like, doing what? And he says, your targets, the ones you've marked, they're slaughtering each other. Dean says, listen, birthday suit. <laughs> we know, okay. You, uh, we know you've been flitting around, popping people with your poison arrow, making them murder each other. And the Cupid gets really upset. It's like, you think I would do this, but I don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> and like, he turns away and like kind of, almost cries in a corner kind of thing but like kind yeah. of awkwardly and then the, the three of them back away and Sam's like should should somebody go maybe talk to him <laughs> and he's like yeah that's a good idea and sends Cass in and Cass doesn't really help uh, he gets another hug from the Cupid mm-hmm. um, and the Cupid says like love is more than a word to me you know I love love I love it and it, if it's wrong then I don't want to be right <laughs> The Cupid says, I'm just doing my job, basically. If you mm-hmm. don't believe me, I'm, you know, look, read my mind. And they do this shot of, like, the Cupid's eyes and Cass's eyes as if, like, <laughs> that's how you mind read, but sure. And Cass confirms that, yes, he's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dean's like, wait, wait, you're, so you're just following orders. And he says, whose orders? And it's like, well, heavens, obviously. Yeah. Why does heaven care? If Harry meets Sally. Oh, mostly they don't. You know, certain bloodlines, certain destinies. Oh, like yours. Like he recognizes who they are. Yeah. So, and he also explains that like the John and Mary Winchester was a big deal. Top priority. Mm-hmm. And he, he wasn't the keeper that did it. But apparently they didn't even like each other at first until they made them the perfect couple. And Dean's like, well, the, per- the perfect they're dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's got nothing to do with being a perfect couple, but no. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cupid, as much as he loves love, I think mm-hmm. that's the only emotion he really knows, love and sadness. Because he's yeah. not really he's like, I'm sorry, you know, those are the orders. They're very clear. Like, he doesn't, he's not really compassionate, I guess no. is the word I was looking for. Yeah. And he says, your parents were just meant to be a match made in heaven. And then, uh, Dean punches the Cupid and the Cupid disappears. <laughs> yeah, because he, I mean, he's, pun- he's punched, Ca- has he punched Cass yet? Where he like shakes his hand out to know that it's, I think he has, right? Where he's like, how? Yeah, he definitely has. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah. game room. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he should know. I mean, <laughs> this is a huge revelation that is kind of glossed over. Yes. That like, well, I mean, I guess we know that, the 
bloodlines thing, right? We know the bloodlines thing now. So, of mm-hmm. course, there must have been some manipulation for that bloodline to continue. But I guess saying it out loud, I mean... I guess the the thing that should really stick out is that saying that, like, your parents couldn't even stand each other until mm. we stepped in. Yeah. Like, the whole reason why you exist is because we interfered. Otherwise, you you probably would never have been born. And it just, go- it just goes into the, like, this concept in Supernatural of consent. Like, John yeah. and Mary didn't consent to their relationship, really, because heaven manipulated them into loving each other. That's true. And it makes me wonder, when Mary comes back, do they ever tell her this? I wish they did, almost. But like at the same time, you don't want her to know because she does love John because heaven manipulated it that way. Yeah. But it also would make sense if she knew that, why she puts so much distance between them when she comes back and tries to live her own life. You know, kind of picks up her life, maybe where it left off before. She met John. Do you think with Amara bringing her back, her like Enochian mark on her heart from Cupid is gone? Maybe. I mean, yeah, it possibly. Lebanon like had so many questions around it when like John comes back that one time. Like, oh, (laughs) but like, (laughs) it would be really interesting to explore that. Like, does she still love John when she comes back? You know, does heaven still have an effect on her emotions or does she just feel affection for the man that she lived with for so long because you would right you would still yeah yeah so i think so yeah it's it's really this i mean like this is a huge concept that apparently there's meddling by heaven to make people love each other like predestination Mm -hmm. and then it's not really ever mentioned again ever other than the fact that they've manipulated this bloodline to have Dean be Michael's vessel. Mm-hmm. And obviously Sam is Lucifer's vessel. It also plays into, you know, people talk about, you know, Cass and Dean's love being outside of the narrative and being like a manifestation of free will. Well, mm-hmm. them kind of getting together outside of a Cupid's influence as well, like adds to that whole storyline as well especially with their essentially what would happen is that each couple in their family tree Mm -hmm. which is probably affected by cupid yeah so there's like um there's henry and millie millie thank you and then deanna and samuel and they yeah Mm -hmm. they surely would have been got together by cupid's too Ah, yes, it's a... <laughs> yeah. Hmm. It's frustrating because there's all this subtext in Supernatural that's like, it's there. And like, you can kind of just sort of peek the story that's like underneath the surface. And then it's just never Gone. explored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I think that's maybe what they were trying to hope to do with some of the Winchester stuff. Like the... is get. Because I, I think this is the kind of bit that maybe interested them when they were mm-hmm. talking about the storyline. But yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. <laughs> it definitely is, yeah. So we then go back to the medical centre and the coroner is saying, you know, 
you wanted to hear about the weird ones and that's <laughs> this guy whose stomach is like completely extended it's really gross yeah um or distended rather mm-hmm. and the doctor explains that like um the guy used to be very uh, overweight he was 400 pounds until he got a gastric bypass um which made him you know come back to reasonable weight um but then the night before he decided to go on a twinkie binge mm-hmm. um and after he had destroyed the stomach bands like and he could no longer swallow he carried on stuffing the twinkies like down his throat with a toilet brush i guess he suffocated i guess that's the implication that he just suffocated to death yeah i think so yeah i mean famine as bad as famine is i mean all this this sounds awful all these people like kind of like the the people at the very beginning they were like eating each other but they were like really happy doing it (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i imagine the twinkie guy was also like yeah it's really like Twinkies, yeah. huh? <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Like, they didn't seem, like, in distress. I mean, the second one where they, like, shoot people, they seemed quite distressed. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be... <laughs> what would be your thing for famine? Oh, what would be my thing for famine? Good question. Oh, it would be cake. Oh, man, I love cake. <laughs> or, I like, bra- like... It would be brownies, cake, like cake, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Like something really starchy and like, yeah. I don't know what I like. I really like um, these like sour cream and onion crisps. Like I, I've i already like eaten a whole packet before to the point where my tongue hurts. So I feel like that would be <laughs> my thing. <laughs> so, so yours is crisps, mine is cake. Yeah. So we need to keep those things away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, in comparison, I think it's fine. Like, if you compare to some of the things that were in this episode. Yeah, that's true. I think it's okay. I mean, I guess I'm I'm on par with this this guy who shoved Twinkies down his throat with a tooth uh, with a toilet brush. So, but why a toilet brush? I don't quite get that one. I guess maybe it's the longest thing that he owned. Like, but like when like you just use like spoon. a wooden spoon yeah. or something, like big spoon, ladle, ladle, anything yeah. other than this toilet. toilet like, what? I like him why is there go a to-, to the bathroom to get it when he's clearly already like in the kitchen? That's right. exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> or how would you actually find that many Twinkies without being in a like a store? Right, surely he was like, oh, maybe the true. Twinkie aisle was next to the toilet brush aisle. <laughs> That's true. We, we we don't know where he died, so it could have mm-hmm. been at a shop and he could have just been... Oh, but somebody would have stopped him. If he was You'd think someone would stop him? Yeah. Uh, the logic does make sense. <laughs> yeah. No. And we see the doctor, he takes like a, a drink from a flask. Sam's then outside of the medical center and he's on the phone with Dean and he says that this guy was not marked by Cupid, but his death was definitely suspicious. Um, Dean also confirms that, you know, there's been a lot of other things, like there's been eight suicides since mm-hmm. Wednesday, which we don't know what day of the week this is. So <laughs> we could, it could be a day, it could be almost <laughs> seven days. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> and uh, 19 ODs. Mm-hmm. Um which is outside of the 
average. Sam says there's a pattern and it's not just love, it's a lot bigger than that. And Sam's like, you hear this sort of tinnitus or tinnitus mm-hmm. ring and he's, Sam like rubs his head and it's like he's got a headache. Um, they end the phone call and Sam's like tracking this guy who's in a black suit holding a briefcase mm-hmm. and like he can almost hear this guy's like heartbeat. So he decides to follow him um, and then they, they fight and mm-hmm. he cuts him with the Ruby's knife and he's like sparks so it's clearly a demon. And he's like, I could smell you. Like, That's a bit intense, Sam. <laughs> um, so they, they continue to fight and he gets the upper hand and the demon drops the briefcase. Mm-hmm. They're back in the motel in the motel room and Dean's like, what the hell does a demon got to do with this? And he says, I don't know. And they decide to open the briefcase, which how do they like when you look when they, they do a close up of the the like locks which is the mm-hmm. ones which you turn which are usually numbers but they're like symbols yeah how did they know what the symbols were <laughs> maybe that's a deleted scene where they like figure it out but i mean this was clearly like a pulp fiction reference right yeah yeah it must be mm-hmm. because uh they they open up the briefcase and it there's a bright shining light what the hell was that it's a human soul starting to make sense as he takes a bite of a burger mm-hmm. obviously everybody knows this story <laughs> misha is actually eating every single one of these in every one of these shots he swallows the food <laughs> i love it because whenever they talk about this they do it in the most inappropriate terms possible and they know they're doing it you can see their faces yeah and maybe because it's like now that I remember the context of this episode, maybe it's because of the context of this episode, like <laughs> the couple at the beginning. <laughs> I don't know. I think he eventually had to be told that he could spit out the burger. Mm-hmm. Oh, it must have been so oh, so sick by the end of that day. Oh yeah. Oh, no, I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. even imagine. So Dean asked, you know, what when did you start eating? And Castle, exactly, my hunger, it's at—it's a clue, actually. The town is not suffering from some love-gone-wrong effect. It's suffering from hunger, starvation, to, to be exact. Specifically, famine. Um, Sam is like, famine? As in, as in the horseman? <laughs> yes, Sam. Such a good Sam impression. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam said, I thought famine meant starvation, like, as in food. Not just food. I mean, everyone seems to be starving for something. Sex, attention, drugs. And obviously that explains what happens with the people with Cupid. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes them crave love. And then famine came in and made them rabid for it. Mm-hmm. Dean asks you, know, why, why are you eating so much? Like, And Cass explains that it's his, his vessel, Jimmy. It's his, his appetite for red meat has been touched by famine. I thought Jimmy was dead. I feel like it's like a sort of was like muscle memory of the vessel. Mm. I think, um, and I don't know why. I just thought this. It would have been so much funnier if it was spaghetti because we saw that one time where like Jimmy was boiling spaghetti and he put his hand in it, and mm-hmm. I just feel like I would have liked to have seen him eat handfuls and handfuls of spaghetti. <laughs> I guess it's in terms of like. 
is much harder to get spaghetti to go. <laughs> it really is. I... But it also begs the question, is he buying all of this? And how? No, Cass is definitely 100% stealing those burgers. But he's got the bag and everything. Yeah, stealing them from people who bought them. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm saving you from yourself. <laughs> Yoink. <laughs> So uh, Cass quotes something. I don't know what he's quoting. I guess a Bible verse or uh, maybe or... Is it just I Revelations? So. I think it's just Revelations. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. I don't know. I've never read it. So uh, he quotes, And then come famine, riding on a black steed, he will ride into the land of plenty. And as he's saying this quote, we're getting like shots of these like massive cadillac kind of thing large suvs mm-hmm. um and like famine gets carried out by a demon mm-hmm. uh because he's like all he looks like he's yeah he looks like he's starving himself yeah and so Cass continues says and great will be the horseman's hunger for he is hunger then we see them like famine and the demons enter biggerson's and Cass continues saying his hunger will seep out and poison the air Mm-hmm. And as they come into the restaurant, we see you, everybody like start to stuff their faces and like the waitress is like stuffing money into her bra. The the worst one for me is when the fry cook or the cook oh. in the back yeah. puts his hands into the deep fat fryer and like starts eating all the fries out of it. That was really... That's nasty, yeah. Yeah, that was really gross. I really hate that. I also don't believe that a fry cook would crave fries. I feel like you're around them too much. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then he explains that famine is hungry and he will devour devour the souls of his victims um so the briefcase that explains the briefcase uh it had the the twinkies guy's soul <laughs> oh poor twinkie guy <laughs> yeah um so lucifer has sent his demons to care for famine mm-hmm uh, to make sure he'll be ready to march across the land to cause this chaos across everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to the Biggersons and the demon that was fighting with Sam earlier um, enters and he explains that Sam Winchester's in the town and Fam's like, good, that's good, because he found the motel key and he wants to know where the soul is and he he says like he dropped the soul so instead famine eats like famine the way that he i you said this before mm-hmm. and you're you are really you're correct that famine doesn't get as much recognition for his role because mm-hmm. it it's a mixture of being like really childlike but like terrifying yeah because <laughs> mm. he's like hungry now and like just raises his hand and like pulls the demon soul out yeah it's it's actually like scary like i don't know it's just i yeah i think it's just the way they did his makeup and everything as well and the way he holds his body um and yeah you're like like that childlike almost demanding food he did a really good job i think Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and also like kind of fits like if you kind of look at the horseman like side by side kind of fits in with like 
Julian Richings aesthetic, I think, as well. So, I don't know. I, yeah, I, like you said, I think it's because he's only in one episode that he didn't get as much recognition for his acting mm-hmm. as one of the horsemen. I mean, War was very meh. We didn't see him for like two seconds and he gets his like finger chopped off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know I like make direct comparisons between this and Good Omens, but I'm going to do it again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact they chose a fast food place for a famine. Um, they do the same thing in Good Omens as well. Um, but the in in the book, uh, famine has basically like manipulated the world around him. So basically, like they've created a new food stuff that looks like fast food, but actually has like zero nutritional value. So mm. you can like eat as much as you want, but you're like still gonna be absolutely like starving by the end of your meal. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another one as well where he like takes his assistant or whatever to like a gourmet restaurant where they like serve like tiny food. He's like, ha, 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 this is like the best food ever. <laughs> like all these people around me eating and still hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's almost like, yeah, I, I quite like that. And they did kind of use like their symbols as well. Like their symbols here are their rings in Supernatural. But like right. in Godomans, it's like the sword, the scale, crown, etc. As like their power mm-hmm. that if you take it away from them, it's not there anymore. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I... You, the influence is so clearly there for me and these episodes where we see the horse when it's like, yeah, you're just cribbing off good omens, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else you do a modern version of the horseman, to be fair. Like, you know, it, they are quite tied into their identities, but mm-hmm. um, it's interesting. And yeah. the only, I mean, even... We'll get to it eventually, but like even death is snarky, like death is like Terry Pratchett's death is. It, they're they're mm-hmm. different characters, but I don't know the fact that sort of like affable, sort of ha ha ha, kind of joke with you a bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. But this one made me think of it just because of the like the fast food bit. Though this is obviously more like graphic. Famine in Good Omens is not like making people eat stuff out of a deep fat fryer. <laughs> <laughs> I. I can't remember what happens to the rings in this because Billy doesn't have a death ring. She only has like the scythe. It's a major plot point. Um, okay. But you'll be forgiven for overlooking it. Because I was like, why is it only death that persists? And if, because the, the, thing, the thing with these horsemen is that they are things that exist in the world, but they just exaggerate them. Mm-hmm. So war exists, but he can create war amongst people very easily mm-hmm. famine exists because of hung- like you know just the way the world is and he exacerbates it as well mm-hmm. so it's just like by eliminating these horsemen do they eliminate it in the world and obviously they don't because i mean supernatural doesn't touch on any of these political like <laughs> ideologies ever um but you know it makes me think because death never never goes away because it becomes Mm. billy so i don't know yeah yeah and again like i'm gonna go back to germans the way they kind of explain it there the way i've always read it is it's because almost like circular logic like the horsemen exist because these things exist and these things exist because the horsemen exist Mm mm-hmm I, I don't think they can kill the horsemen. It's, it's almost like they're depowered. Mm-hmm. 
and because we saw Lucifer and um, the other episode trying to raise death, but like surely he should already exist in the world. Like, why is he having to summon death? True. Mm-hmm. Well, it is. It did say in that episode that they um, had locked death away. Mm. But they haven't though, because okay. Anyway, and this yeah. is what I think is like stupid. I I I feel like they should have explained it as the seals etc that they're breaking to manifest that they're manifesting them as physical mm-hmm. beings to enhance their power rather than like oh yeah like no famine existed until the apocalypse began Do you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah or like yeah death is gone and also because they are relying on revelations to show the apocalypse mm-hmm. beginning they have to have the horsemen because they're in the revelations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, yeah. I, I like the circular, I do like the circularness of it and like how that works. I think that's a better way of thinking of it because you're personifying something that already exists. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the apocalypse just basically like makes them become actual people um, who then spread that thing more mm-hmm. quickly than it would normally right yeah because the war appears on a star that's Mm -hmm. if i remember correctly but it it doesn't really say how famine he just i mean Cass says it but it's like you know he just that he'll arrive on a black steed yeah so it's not like he he came in from somewhere if you know what I mean right yeah I think I think it must be them appearing as people rather than ideas like a tulpa right mm-hmm. yeah I mean all, all these things are tulpas again like supernatural is a <laughs> tulpa in itself but yeah I, I like it it's, it's just interesting how they choose to do these things and like different I like I love this kind of biblical stuff. I love the things that they do around revelations and media. So I think it's so interesting how people try and portray all these different like ideas. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Anyway. So we cut to a hotel room and Sam is doing the old Winchester wipe. <laughs> <laughs> He's at a sink, like wiping his face. Um, <laughs> so I'm calling it from now on. <laughs> um, and so Dean's like questioning Cass, like famine, and, and Cass is eating while talking to him. I, I don't know why, but like Cass is so amin- animated in this episode. His facial mm-hmm. expressions are really good. He also becomes really like ambivalent about their situation, like other than getting his cheeseburgers. Because Sam mm-hmm. says, oh, what, this whole town is just going to eat, drink and screw itself to death. And Cass is like, yeah, we should stop it. <laughs> <laughs> He's almost like a stoner or something, like on these burgers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Dean says, well, you know, we war got his mojo from this ring and we cut it off and he just like ran away um, and everyone else was fine afterwards. So like, let's do that. So they agreed that they're going to chop him down, chop him down. They're going to <laughs> track him down and chop off his finger. That's pretty much their whole plan. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> Cass like finishes his burger and he looks in the bag like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Sad time. And, Sam, and Dean says what are you the Hamburglar <laughs> it's such a reference Hamburglar doesn't even exist anymore no nope. times. what a world we live in with no Hamburglar <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, Though I can live without Ron and McDonald, to be honest. So that's fine. So creepy. (laughs) So creepy. Cass says, I've developed a taste for ground beef. And Dean says, well, have you tried to stop it? And Cass's like, well, I'm an angel. I can stop whenever I want. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Dean seems like almost annoyed at Cass. I don't know. Like, there's something he can't really help at this point. He's just like, what are you doing? It's some kind of weird exasperate. Like, he's really exasperated. I can't say the word. Exasperated. Exasperated with him, yeah. Um, so Dean's like, okay, Sam, let's go, let's like chop off Salmon's finger. And Sam's like, I can't because, um, I'm hungry for it. <laughs> He's so dramatic in this episode. <laughs> he really is. He's just like peak Sam Winchester, like drama. <laughs> Maybe he's also hungry for attention as well as Demon Blood. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, Dean's like Demon Blood, and Sam's like, yeah. <laughs> and again, Dean's like not—he's not like disappointed or anything. He's just like, oh, for goodness' sake! <laughs> <laughs> I'm surrounded by idiots. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he says to Cass, like, get him out of here, like, beam him somewhere else um, and, you know, get him away from the, this problem. But Cass says, because he's already infected, basically, you know, it doesn't matter where he is, he's going to be affected by the demon blood. Mm-hmm. I still maintain they still should have zapped Sam away because surely the taste for demon blood is only going to get worse in a town full of demons. <laughs> yes, yes, this is true. Like, send him to yep. the woods. Well, there's no demons, but no, no, keep him here where there are lots of demons. <laughs> <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine. I mean, it's a good thing they did, I guess. Yeah. So Sam's like, okay, lock me down, you know, before you go. And Dean cuffs him to the bathroom, um, like a pipe in the bathroom under the sink. Okay. I'm like, how? I was like, how was this locking him down? <laughs> Surely, like, Sam can get out of handcuffs pretty easy. Yeah, I thought they were going to, like, chain him to a chair or something. I also feel like me, little, like, five foot four me, I feel like with enough willpower, I could eventually pull a pipe off a wall. So Sam is a big dude. Like, for sure he can. The thing is, the way pipes and sinks are, you literally can just unscrew it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it, you're probably going to hurt your hands and, like, cause to try and get a grip yeah. on it. But eventually you're going to get it enough, especially in, like, a motel. Like, mm-hmm. pretty sure they're not doing a lot of maintenance on this stuff. It would not be that hard for him to get out. And Sam definitely knows the thing, like, where you can, like, dislocate your thumb and, like, pull it through the cup. Like, he definitely knows how to do that. Yeah. I thought he was going to do that at one point. <laughs> <laughs> so... He's staying there. They're going. And Sam's just like, be careful, hurry. And they just leave. Oh, Cass mm-hmm. blocks the um, bathroom with a wardrobe, like casually. It's quite good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like tips of the fingers, just like. <laughs> this scene was dumb. And it's a very bad. I don't know, this whole thing about like, demon blood, leave me here, was very. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of right up their alley, though, really, isn't it? It really is. It's like, <laughs> it. So they go back to the medical center and they ask about the um, coroner. Um, but unfortunately, he died. He drank too much, um, which is clearly a like, previous problem of his. And 
So the, the guy who explains this says he drank himself to death, and Cass is like, it's famine. But like, it wasn't death. Who did, you know. mm-hmm. um, and Dean's actually like, damn, I really like that guy. Yeah. So they're going to wait for a demon to come get his soul because he was marked by famine and then follow the demon to where famine is. It's a solid plan, I, I guess. I feel kind of bad mm-hmm. that they're putting the nice coroner's soul in jeopardy. That's true. But yeah. It is what it is. So they wait in the car together. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know why this scene cracks me up every time. Um, Cass is eating another hamburger. Are you serious? You should make me very happy. <laughs> it's just so sweet. <laughs> it's so sweet. And I think it's one of the first times we've seen Cass smile with like teeth. Mm. Um, so Dean asks how many he's eaten. He's like, well, I lost count. It's in the low hundreds. <laughs> but then he questions Dean on where, where his hunger is because he should have been infected by now by famine. Hey, when I want a drink, I drink. When I want sex, I go get it. Same goes for a sandwich or a fight. So you're saying you're just well-adjusted. He says, God, no. He says, I'm just well-fed. Which, so he's basically saying, like, he's living such a hedonistic lifestyle that he's unaffected by famine, which Cass should have known if 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 Cass wasn't distracted by eating burgers... I feel like he should have known that this was bullshit because all Dean is is want, right? That's true. That's very true. What I was going to say also is, do you think this is like, so imagine the apocalypse goes through and we get the, um, like the future that was in that episode. Mm. Is this the conversation that clicks with Cass that like, Oh, if I want these things, I can just go have them. Because <laughs> basically, his Dean's attitude in this is or like saying, you know, when I want a drink, I drink. When I mm-hmm. want sex, I have it. Goes with that's basically Cass in the future. You're so right. World. You can see the direct influence that Dean had on Enver's Cass. Yeah. Oh man. And also that like Cass isn't very good at. I mean, I know he's affected by famine here, but you feel like he should be slightly above it because he's an angel. But mm-hmm. he's also like, eh. He's not bothered by it at all. Yeah, like, and he even says, you know, this makes me very happy. So giving in to his hunger mm-hmm. or his wants, he knows that it makes him happy. Yeah, yeah. We also all agree, right, that Cass and Dean were definitely banging in an end first, right? Like the, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. there's no question about that. Talking about, like, you know, giving in to... Um, <laughs> but, yeah. I'm surprised... I am still surprised that Dean doesn't question it more, like, why he's not... I guess it's just like, yeah, I'm lucky. I mean... And I guess... Because people still seem to be functioning... Yeah. Like the the guy that they talk to, like mm-hmm. he's not affected by anything. So maybe there's just certain people that like they it's not <laughs> I know it kind of goes against the idea of this episode for Dean, mm-hmm. but again, how much of their interactions with the supernatural are just antagonizing them. So it's not really the truth. Yeah. So like 
because he's like said interacting with people every day there might be just some people who are just fine like they don't not again not well adjusted but there's nothing that like they crave to such an extent i mean yeah it could be absolutely true like yeah some people just like yeah whatever um yeah so eventually they see the demon come out of the medical office with the black briefcase um and they follow him we cut to sam struggling already like i'm a sam (laughs) i like demon (laughs) and then he hears the wardrobe being moved and um he thinks it's dean and cass but no it's demons they are happy to see him like i guess like basically yeah bound (laughs) up well, yeah, so what's interesting is that the demon actually, like, breaks his handcuffs, but I feel like Sam could have definitely still got... I, I feel like he definitely could have got out of them. I stand by it with yeah. enough force. Um, they have a whole fight, and what becomes apparent in the fight... So, originally, it's, like, the demons are the threat, but as soon as they uncuff Sam, Sam is the threat. Like, he is... They, they were being protected from him because he manages to, like... Yeah get a bit of glass and like cuts this like demon's throat and like drinks her blood um and when they like other demons like whoa <laughs> right? um what did i just witness he literally like pulls tries to pull him off and his like shirt rips um mm-hmm. and he even like he, he grabs like a bit of wood and like goes to hit sam with this wood and then sam turns around and um scary sexy he like pushes him mm-hmm. against the wall he's like wait your turn <laughs> <laughs> this is good this is peak demon blood freak sam winchester i love it it's great i wish yeah. he gave into demon blood more it's funny <laughs> i'm sorry sam but like his powers are so good like come they on are. so we go back to the impala Dean and Cass, I think this is where they started establishing their like weird buddy cop mentality when they're out on cases together because these like conversations between them are just ridiculous. Hey, Happy Meal. The plan. I take the knife, I go in, I cut off the ring hand of famine and I meet you back here in the parking lot. And he's like, well, <laughs> sounds foolproof and Cass just leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's literally... Not even 10 seconds. And he goes, this is taking too long. (laughs) Like, I don't know why the comedic relief in this is so good. And it's all Dean and Cass. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I love that he didn't wait, like, even just, I don't know, Cass to do something before he just got out of the car. (laughs) So he walks into the restaurant and he's shouting, Cass, Cass. And um, Cass is just, like, eating meat off the or like out of a tray or something. I don't even know what it was. Like just raw beef. Mm. It's gross. And yeah, Dean instantly gets jumped. <laughs> like, the plan was bad, guys. Maybe the plan was bad. It was bad. I don't. What's really funny for me is that when you're seeing Cass on the floor, like eating off the floor, I was like, oh, puppy. He <laughs> <laughs> does look like a puppy. Yeah. Yeah. Why are they so inept together? Like, it's so good. I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> they bring out the worst of each other. <laughs> they do. 
I, I'm looking forward to analyzing the rest of their plans through this season because, like, unlike the show now, and be like, maybe when Cass and Dean get together on a hunt, like, it's always bad. <laughs> oh. uh, so we cut to Famine and Dean, they're having a conversation. Dean gestures to Cass, saying, You know, what did you do to him? You sit your dog on me. I just threw a mistake. So that's probably where the puppy like vision came from. So and Dean's like, so this is your big trick, making people cocoa for cu- cuckoo for cocoa puffs. <laughs> um, and Famine's like, well, it doesn't take much, hardly a push. Oh, America, all you can eat all the time, consume, consume a swarm of locusts in stretch pants. <laughs> <laughs> The way he says all of this, though, is so... I don't know. Like, it it feels... Watching it and, like, hearing it, it feels almost painful for him to speak. Mm. Right? Because, like, you know when you get really, really dehydrated and, like, really thirsty? Like, in your mouth and, like, throat really starts to hurt? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's probably how he is, like, all the time. Yeah. I think you're right. It's like, yeah, he's like desiccated, you know? Mm-hmm. It also begs the question, is the apocalypse only happening in America in this universe? Well, you we said <laughs> that it is, because remember, the, what's his name? Jesse went to Australia or Oh, wherever. yeah, you're right. Again, I'm going to make the reference to the game. I'm so sorry. Is that like the original premise of that? Is that like the Antichrist is supposed to be in America? And then, like, because he gets stays in England, it, like, doesn't go to plan because, you know, the apocalypse always happens in America because, like, of course it does. It's the most important country on Earth. <laughs> Even though I live here. But, sh- <laughs> Hunger doesn't just come from the body. It also comes from the soul. Um... And Dean says, well, it's funny because it doesn't seem to be coming from your mind. And he says, yes, I noticed that. Have you ever wondered why that is? Why, how you could even walk in my presence? Um, I love Dean's response of like saying, well, I think it's you know, because of my strength of character. Like, <laughs> No, Dean. <laughs> no. You, you uh, fold like a stack of cards. <laughs> it's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, Famine like goes up, rolls closer to him because he's in, in like an electric wheelchair, mm-hmm. and he puts his hand on his chest and says, "You know, I disagree. Um, that's one deep, dark nothing you've got there, Dean. Can't fill it, can you? Not f- with food or drink, not even with sex." And lie to your brother, lie to yourself, but not to me. I can see inside you, Dean. <laughs> how many people have said that to him I know right <laughs> I can see how broken you are how defeated you can't win and you know it but just keep fighting just keep going through the motions you're not hungry Dean because inside you're already dead whoa dude so deep I don't know why so this deep. feels like um, yeah this like is it um, this hashtag like I'm 15 and this is deep <laughs> this actually really reminded me of um uh once more with the feeling Mm. yeah this whole like (gasps) this is buffy in this entire episode (laughs) you are so right yeah 
but the difference is what that Dean was happy in hell. How dare they pull him out of hell? He's really good at torturing people. <laughs> I mean, he was really good at it. You know, I would absolutely love to see that episode done with the Supernatural cast. Oh, man. I wish they'd done a proper musical episode. Like, I wish... Mm-hmm. Fan fiction was good, but I would... Yeah. <laughs> Dean singing, like... Um, and having full choreography. Like, oh, we were robbed. Yes. Robbed we 15 robbed. years. And we never had a dance <laughs> number. Oh, wait. Dean did one. Garth and Dean, they did one dance That's number. That's true. Yeah. That is very true. I mean, it's kind of interesting. So, do you think it's Dean's... Not, it's not, like, right. Like, we kind of know that Dean's been broken since he came back from hell because, I mean, like, who goes to hell and comes back fine? Right, exactly. You know? Um, I guess the implication is maybe, like, his soul is stained in some way by his time in hell or damaged, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, the thing is, like, the the fact that, like, the fact that Dean's soul is dark and there's nothing there surely would mean that he would be more affected by it because he would be trying to fill that hole more right? than anybody. Yeah, because this is it. Like, Dean does want things. Like, he wants family. He wants, like, love and stupid. Mm-hmm. It... Uh, the only way I could see like famine manifesting for Dean is like absolute maybe like obsession of keeping Sam safe. Um, mm. But it, it doesn't really at all in this episode. He shows no real like extra concern for Sam or anything. For um, anybody really. For any yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's. But yeah, maybe I guess famine's right. Like maybe he's just so defeated that he actually doesn't. Is just is. He's done. He's like almost like checked mm-hmm. out. Just he's almost like going through the motions of being a hunter and caring about things. Um, but yeah, there's not like he knows that they've already have lost essentially. Yeah, but I don't know. It's um, but the, at the same time, like his speeches that he gives, I do think are from the heart. Mm-hmm. I do too. You know, when he's I, talking about being a, a blood. Uh, you know junkie mm-hmm. blood junkie uh, somebody without a GED and 10 cents to his name mm-hmm. I think he truly believes that like though they have nothing they can they'll persist or they'll I don't know just be a nuisance <laughs> right Dean's a like Dean at his core is just like a nuisance. It's the the whole cast line where it's like I annoyed a cosmic entity so much that it threw me out. Right, that's Dean <laughs> as mm-hmm. well. They all do it. They irritate the universe. Um, I don't know. I guess it. The problem is, it's like famine is such a big force in this episode that they needed someone to be immune. Yeah. If it wasn't. Yeah, as I say, if it wasn't anything else, like, I guess Dean, they could have brought up, like, his bloodlust. I guess that comes out in the Mark of Cain, right? Storyline. Yeah, that that's That kind true. of could have worked for this episode, too, of, like, what, you know, wanting to go off on the demons. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. The thing is, like, I get, again, this like, doesn't really, uh, with a lot of things this episode, it doesn't really get resolved. Like, no. what happens to Dean? Like, when does he 
manage to get over I mean he doesn't really that's the whole point of that like why we're kind of annoyed at this show is that there is no resolution to this character arc really right no but there kind of is it annoys me sometimes because sometimes we watch these episodes and I'm like I precisely realize why they killed Dean at the end mm-hmm. and it's this line because he says you just keep fighting just keep going through the motions so for him to give up at the end of Supernatural and say, well, I'm going to stop fighting and just, like, let it end mm-hmm. is almost a resolution to his character arc. It's not a good one. <laughs> no, but it is one. <laughs> and also that same message could have been played out in a different way to always, yeah. you know, to keep fighting the big bad and like constantly struggling against the universe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I thought it when I was watching it, I was like, oh, it's, is is this constantly what they're like trying to do? But mm. yeah. Anyway. No. Um, we then hear Sam say, "Let him go," <laughs> and they famine turns around, and there's Sam with blood down his face. Um, and Dean's like, "Sammy, no." <laughs> I I will say for this last like part of the episode, mm. the apathy is gone. Yeah for Dean Mm -hmm. because he is his concern for Sam is so evident on his face like he he had an opportunity in the last part of this episode to actually act Mm -hmm. like because he sees the knife on the floor but all he does is stare at Sam the entire time he does nothing he can't do anything Mm -hmm. so that's an emotion came but it wasn't a helpful one <laughs> well it plays into the fact that he's like hopeless right it's like true it's just he's he's seeing it all play out in front of him because he know like we're going into the future he knows that sam's eventually gonna say yes to lucifer for some reason and then he flies into this restaurant covered in blood with these demonic powers and he's just seeing like a reflection of lucifer walk in um, yeah, and I, I the problem is, is I think that Dean knows Sam too well. He can, I, I fully think he can see how Sam would give in, thinking that he's doing the right thing. Yeah, and feel that he's righteous and justified in doing it, just like this. Especially after this. Yeah, especially after this, mm-hmm. because so basically, what happens is, uh, Famine explains that he sent the demons, expecting him to eat, like feed off of them. Mm-hmm. Um, he then presents five other demons instead he uses his powers to uh kind of he takes the souls out i guess i guess that's what the black smoke is Mm -hmm. yeah um because he doesn't he doesn't completely exercise them because they're sort of laying on the ground yeah famine then eats those sam tries to then attack famine and your power doesn't work on me you're right but it will work on them Mm -hmm. and he basically like Im- explodes <laughs> famine from the inside out yeah it's pretty cool actually yeah yeah um and like i said set at all while this is happening it's cutting between dean sam and cass cass is still on the floor just like eating yeah and like i said dean looks at the knife like he could have picked it up mm-hmm. and attacked when they were all distracted by sam but he doesn't he just he just stares at him. 
yeah, it's and as famine like dies, you see Sam's nose bleed and um Dean just like isn't is in shock and Cass is also like now that famine has famine's influence is gone, Cass is back to normal. <laughs> he just like stands he's like stands up <laughs> Yeah. He's like, Hi, I'm here now. <laughs> yeah. But I, th- I think this is it. I, you know, like you said, he doesn't intercede at all because he doesn't have any. I don't know. And the only reason why they defeated Famine was because Sam had his powers back. Yeah, and he did something with these powers that was way beyond anything he's done before. Yeah, that was huge. Like taking five demons out of once, then pulling them physically out of famine to like explode him like it's ridiculous like sam mm-hmm. hasn't been able to do that before and that was just from the power of like one demon's worth of blood no about two two demon's worth of blood so i think he kills the other one though so you knew oh, yeah. he only drank the the woman demon mm-hmm. i mean the the, the 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 final scene of this it kind of goes into it a bit more i guess with dean's reaction because we just instantly cut to Bobby's basement and can hear Sam screaming because he's having to detox again from this demon blood. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like screaming like, you know, help me, please, like help me, like let me out. Um, and Cass is standing with Dean and says, you know, it's not really him in there. Like not, you know, it's not. And Dean says, yeah, I know. Cass says, Dean, Sam just has to get out of his system, then he'll be. And Dean says, well, you know, I just need to get some air and walks out into the like scrapyard between all the cars Mm -hmm. the broken beat down cars yeah metaphor Uh, i think so i think so (laughs) i see you i see you and he so heartbreaking yeah he prays i guess to the to god to the universe and it's just like Mm -hmm. like crying that needs some help Please. And then the episode just ends with him pleading to the sky for some help, I guess, to get him through the apocalypse and to get him through Sam. Mm-hmm. He's going to say yes to Lucifer like it's an inevitability. Yeah. Do you know what this reminded me of? Mm. The phone call to, <sighs> to John. Yes, 100%. Yes, 100%. I just th- <laughs> Yes, yes. It is. Yeah. And it's exactly the same because he's pleading to an absent father who's not going to respond yeah. to him. No. Ugh. The, that part of the episode broke me. Mm. Oh my god. I, ugh. One thing I do love for Dean is that he does eventually get to confront Chuck almost about this thing. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the... He didn't manage to ever confront John about it, so at least he got to confront Chuck about it, although Chuck's a dick. Um, so is John, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's, it, you're right, it's, it's exactly the same. Like, yeah. his, his, his facial expressions are almost exactly the same. The only difference is, is the location and the time of day. Like, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, they must have paralleled that on purpose. Surely. Surely. Yeah, they they must have. Must have. Come on, Ben Edlund. I believe in you. <laughs> I believe in you. Um, yeah. It's hard, this episode. It, it leaves it on such a somber note. They haven't really, like, gained anything. I mean, they, 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 they killed Famine. I guess they saved the people that were under his influence. 
which are probably a mm-hmm. lot of people. So they did save a lot of people in this episode, but at what cost? Sam having to go through detoxing again, which nearly killed him last time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dean being told that he's got a big black pit in his chest that, you know, he can't fill. Nothing will fill. Yeah. Wow. Don't know, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's dark, dark days. <laughs> it is dark days. Yeah. That's season yeah. five. This is season five. <laughs> so to kind of go back to what you're saying about season five, like it being the best season, yeah. it's moments like this mm. that make it so good. Like, yeah, we don't really get the answers that we really want, mm-hmm. but it also makes us think about the characters in such a much more like three-dimensional way. Yeah, That's what makes this show so good. Like... And I think that's the reason why we're still angry about it. <laughs> I think it is because we spend so long with these characters and they do have such nuance sometimes that they feel like real people. I think that's the thing. Like, like I watch, I'm watching at the moment, like Station 19 and Grey's Anatomy, which is like still on the TV, on the TV, like Grey's is, and it started at the same time. And I feel like the characters in that show, it's very like melodramatic and they're very like two dimensional. Like you always know how they're going to react to a situation. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, sometimes when you're watching Supernatural, you're like, well, what are they going to do? Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> because they feel like actual realised characters. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they do things and it's like, why are you doing that? But also, like, it makes complete sense for their... There are moments where this doesn't happen. I'm looking at you season nine. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's what makes Supernatural good. I think it's because they are, Sam and Dean are like fully realised people that with like hopes and dreams and mm-hmm. they're very flawed. I think that's it as well. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. I say, it's also stuff that people can relate to, like the whole like absent father thing through the whole of Supernatural. Like so many people can relate to that. I think that's what makes them so good. <laughs> right, Exactly. This is a good episode. Um, it's one I go back and rewatch. Just if anything, to watch Mishi eat a bunch of hamburgers, <laughs> and for him to pop up right in front of Dean. I always forget that's this episode. Like it goes for such a wild like swing. I feel like halfway through this one, because um, mm-hmm. you go like, "Oh, this is a fun Cupid case." To like, "Oh my god, it's famine." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a, a horseman of the apocalypse yeah which i guess is like what happened it's almost like they were trying to blindside you with this episode like oh this is just a filler episode and it's like oh no this yeah. is plot how we got you we got you watching <laughs> plot <laughs> so this is, this is episode 14 so we're we're past the halfway point which i think we said previously like we got we did the mid um season finale already yeah um i can't remember the back end of this season i I don't know why it's really fuzzy to me what's the next episode the next one is dead men don't wear plaid (laughs) oh no this episode is terrible (laughs) yeah i figured as much oh yeah if you thought this this episode was sad (laughs) 
I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, well, it'll be good. Um, Bobby's back, which, you know, means it's going to be a good one. Mm -hmm. We get to meet Jodie. Oh, this is Jodie? Yeah. This is Jodie's episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know she got introduced so early. Mm -hmm. And she survived. Wow. Right, yeah. (laughs) I feel like she doesn't turn up again for a little while after this. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. this is where we meet Jodie. So it's a a good episode. Um, It's a plot episode. Well, I'm excited. I'm really excited now. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what... There's not really much else to say about this episode. Go watch it again Hmm. if you want to go feel sad. And then... If somebody is clever enough, some maybe use some AI stuff. <laughs> Go make Jensen sing like "Through the Fire" by from Once More with Feeling. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Yes. Yes. Please. That like sing app thing. I need to go do that now. That'd be so good. <sighs> you know, maybe so. I'm I'm thinking of convention stuff questions to ask jason manns because i didn't really know what to ask last time mm-hmm. um so i'm maybe start like planting the idea of doing covers of that episode yes that's a good that's a good idea that's a good idea yeah yeah, yeah i think so too maybe in the gold panel if i can get a question i yeah. can say hey jensen <laughs> I never how do you about- feel about doing <laughs> What's more appealing? <laughs> Please. Like, come on. Also, like, considering your massive talent for singing, why did you not insist on a more musical episode? My dude. Well, we kind of we kind of know that already because he's he said that he was, like, embarrassed about singing, yeah. like, at conventions and stuff. I know, but, like, now you could do it. Can we have like, a special? <laughs> can we, for, like, the 10th anniversary of, like, the end of Supernatural or something, do a one-off musical episode of them all in heaven? Like, hey, hey. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It would be good. And, like, it has to be original songs, though, because, obviously, we've had the karaoke night for on season 15 mm-hmm. where he sings with his buddy. Yeah. Hunter buddy. Um, Was it? Yeah, that was 15. Yeah. Yeah, it needs to be original Supernatural songs. God, original Supernatural songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's good. Do it in the Winchesters. You know, it, it, we'll hope that it gets picked up by Netflix or HBO or whatever, Hulu, mm-hmm. Disney. And, you know, Disney loves a, loves a musical number. <laughs> Have, have the Winchesters do a musical episode. There you go. Look, people, if you need any incentive to hashtag save the Winchesters, it's that in five seasons, maybe they'll do a musical episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I think this is the end of the episode. And therefore, I would like to thank uh, the Pixel Agora for his wonderful artwork for our podcast because it's blinking awesome. Um, you can buy it on Redbubble, because you should, and you can. And some of the proceeds go back to the artist. If you want to come talk to us about episodes of Supernatural, <laughs> like that's what we're here for, um, you can contact us on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we are Escaping Purgatory Podcast, 
or just escaping podcast on Twitter because it was too long otherwise. Exactly. Well, this week we made our made our way through a small town. We were starving for food. We ate too much. And then we exploded. <laughs> Hopefully next week we'll find our way out. <laughs> Kablamo. <laughs> 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 Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>